Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. It's a Saturday deadline this week, 11am UK time, 90 minutes before Newcastle Liverpool kicks off. Are you brave enough to captain Salah in the early kickoff? Game week 35 is a normal game week for a change. We've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday fixtures. Every team has got just one game before we go into double game weeks again in 36 and 37. So it's quite refreshing to have a regular game week for a change. On today's episode, I'll round up the press conference news, answer 10 quick fire questions and take a look at captaincy and transfers for the game week. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. The main news from the manager press conferences up first, Mikel Arteta, his comments on Saka who did have a yellow flag. He said, yeah, hopefully he will be fine. He had some issues in the final part of the game. So that was the Manchester United game, but he has recovered well and we're expecting him to be fine. So that is a good update on Bakayo Saka. I think if you have him now, you absolutely keep him and it looks like he will probably start at the weekend. On to Brentford, Ayer and Norgard should be available. At Brighton, Lamptey is back in training. At Burnley, a late call will be made on Corney, who is managing a knee issue. At Crystal Palace, Patrick Vieira hopes to have Tyrick Mitchell back in the squads. At Everton, Calvert-Lewin and Yerimina are back in the squad. But Ben Godfrey has been ruled out and could miss the rest of the season. Big blow that, Godfrey, because he's probably Everton's best centre-back. Calvert-Lewin, we could see him on the pitch again soon. At Liverpool, Firmino, it's taken him quite a while to return from this injury. He's been ruled out again. Manchester City, centre-back John Stones and right-back Kyle Walker have been ruled out. So good news for Cancelo. 
Probably good news for Laporte there as well. And Diaz will probably get a start also. Manchester United, Cavani expected to join training today, but very, very unlikely to start. Might make the bench for the weekend. Jadon Sancho, very unlucky if you bought him recently, although probably wasn't a great idea to buy a Manchester City, sorry, Manchester United midfielder. Manchester City midfielder would have been much better. Sancho has tonsillitis and could be out for the season. And Ranić hopes to have Fred available for the weekend. Southampton, big blow for Livermento. We wish him a speedy recovery. He's going to be out long term. Probably won't be back until halfway through next season with that injury. Tottenham, Regulon has been ruled out, so probably going to be Sessegnon, I would imagine, left wing back. Doherty's out for the season, Regulon's injured now as well, so Spurs fullbacks not going great at the moment. West Ham played Thursday night, Zuma made a return to action, a timely return because Dawson is suspended and the other centre-backs Diop and Ogbonna are out, so it'll be interesting to see if Zuma does play or if they're careful with him, they might protect him for the second leg of that European game. So struggling at centre-back West Ham for that Arsenal fixture. And finally at Wolves, Kilman could be out for the rest of the season. I know some people still have Roman Saiz in the squad. If you still have him, Kilman's injury is probably good news. You can use Saiz whenever he's got a decent fixture. Although Saiz has taken up a valuable spot. There could be a Liverpool, a City or even a Chelsea defender. Also at Wolves, Neves and Podence remain out. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ten quick-fire questions now ahead of Game Week 35. First one is from Cahill Doherty. Do I sell Reese James for Cancelo? already own Alonso so I caught the highlights today of the Chelsea Manchester United game from last night Rhys James very unlucky not to have more points from that game couple of good goal attempts create a few chances as well I own James and I don't think we need to sell him I'm hopeful that he will start against Everton and there could be points there from so I think if you own James you keep him if you own Alonso you keep him I don't think you necessarily need to make the switch Obviously, Cancelo is a very good asset in his own right, so I'd probably be looking to get Cancelo in somehow, maybe even alongside James, but I don't think you need to do James to Cancelo this week. Wouldn't be surprised if Leeds score against City this weekend, so I would keep James and just look to get Cancelo in another way, or maybe hold off and do that next week. Question from Ishank. Should I replace Rhys James with Laporte or Alonso? And is Matty Cash a good buy for the upcoming fixtures? So again, having caught those highlights, I'm a bit more, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep Rhys James. I, I was on the fence. I was considering selling him myself this week, but I think I'd rather bank a transfer and have two frees for Double Game Week 36. I think you can sell Rhys James if you just look at his points for the last six, seven, eight game weeks. It's not great, but he's always got that explosive potential. So I'm happy to give him one more week and then reassess things ahead of double game week 36. If you do want to go ahead and do Reese James to Laporte or a Cancelo, then yeah, you can't really argue against getting a city defender either. But I do think you could. there could be a lot of value in banking a transfer this week. That that does seem like a bit of a luxury transfer, going from a Reese James to a city defender, whereas I think you're better having two frees for double game week 36. Alonso, great option at the moment. Well done if you had him for the double game week. But again, I, I wouldn't make a sideways switch from Reese James to Alonso. I would just I would just save the transfer or else use it in midfield or attack instead. Matty Cash, I do think, is a very good option. I think quite a few Villa assets are good options. Coutinho, Watkins, even Consa, players like that. If you're looking for a new goalkeeper, I don't even hate Martinez for the rest of the season. They've got Norwich and then they've got the double-double as well. So if you're looking to invest in Villa players, this week looks like the best time to do so because you get that Norwich fixture in addition to the double game weeks that are to come. So let's say you want to upgrade someone in midfield or attack. You could downgrade James to a Matty Cash to free up Cash to do something else. So I don't mind that either. I am looking at Matty Cash myself, but more likely next week rather than this week. Question from Tiam. Which Chelsea players are most likely to be rotated against Everton? Is it worth selling Werner and Havertz or Mason Mount for the likes of Watkins and Coutinho? So yeah, given that Rhys James only played one of the two games in the double game week, that gives me hope that he will start against Everton, so I'm happy to keep him. I think the likes of Havertz and Werner are probably at most risk of a benching. 
Mason Mount's not safe either, but if I had to put a few bob on it, I would expect... I think Mason Mount has a better chance of starting this weekend than Havertz and Werner do. There's bound to be some rotation. There was comments from Tuchel about you know tiredness in attack. So I'm sure there's going to be a few changes. You know, we might see Pulisic after he scored. We might see Ziyech and those guys as well. So I think Mason Mount, I'm hoping that he's going to be safe as an owner. I wouldn't feel as comfortable if I had Timo Werner or Havertz. I think you can sell any of them. I think it's even fine to sell Mason Mount. Chelsea do have a double game week 36, but very likely to be rotation in the second game, which is before the FA Cup final. So may not be a double game week for quite a few of those Chelsea players. So absolutely fine, I think, to sell Chelsea attackers. I think you probably keep the defenders. And if you want to sell the attackers, that's absolutely fine this week. Watkins and Coutinho right up there as the best replacements. Question from Joe. Is Jacob Ramsey a good Aston Villa asset to bring into the attack to attack their upcoming fixtures if you're tight for funds? Should I go with him or Dewsbury Hall as a cheap option? Ramsey is a good option. I think Coutinho is a much better option though. If you can somehow get to Coutinho, he's the Villa midfielder to go for. I think Watkins is a good option. I think the top three for me are Coutinho number one, probably put Watkins just about number two, and then Matty Cash number three. Pretty close between Cash and Watkins for that number two position. So Ramsey doesn't make my top three Villa assets. And I think Gordon at Everton is the best cheap midfielder to go for for the double-doubles. Everton have a double-double as well. He, to me, is a bit more attacking than Ramsey is at Villa. So I would go Coutinho and Gordon rather than getting, let's say, Ramsey and Coutinho. Next question is from Cheeto Chip. Who is the better buy for the rest of the season? Phil Foden or Phil Coutinho? Or do I hold Havertz and reevaluate next week with two free transfers before the double? So I have said a few times, I do like two free transfers for 36. That's what I'm leaning towards doing, as you'll find out soon when I talk about my transfer options. But if I had Havertz, I think I'd be selling it. I think if I own Havertz or if I own Timo Werner, I'd be moving them on this week because I'm very fearful that they will be benched for the Everton fixture. So when I'm fearful, especially at this stage of the season, I'd rather just get a player who I know is going to play. Now, I think Foden falls into that category as well this week. We would love him to start against Leeds if we owned them. But given that it's before a Champions League game, Foden is in Manchester City's best 11. Pep might decide to rest Foden again ahead of the Champions League game. So it could be a cameo appearance or it could be an early substitution for Foden if he does start. So I think Coutinho is the one to go for this week. He's got an excellent fixture against Norwich. You don't have any concerns about him like you do with Havertz and Foden. So in terms of expected minutes, I think Coutinho Coutinho comes out on top for that reason. So yeah, I would sell Havertz and I would get Coutinho there. Uh, Foden... Is probably a player we're going to look to game week 36 when we've got a little bit more information and if we're confident that he might get two starts in that double. Question from Milano3. Should I sell Sterling for Sun or should I go without Spurs players for the run-in? So Tottenham's fixtures are good. They've got Leicester next who are going to be tired after Europe and are going to rotate. They've got a double game week then, which is Arsenal and Liverpool, which I think is fine for their attackers. And they finish the season with Burnley and Norwich, two pretty good fixtures as well. So I'm not reading too much into Tottenham's last two performances. I'm more impressed with what they've done, you know, in the five, six game weeks before that. And I expect the likes of Kane, Son 
and Kulisevsky to be back in the FPL points before too long. So if your plan was Sterling to Son this week, I think I would go ahead and do it. Just get Son in and you're probably going to keep him for the rest of the season. Sterling, I can understand why people are tempted to keep him because he didn't play Champions League and he looks set to start now against Leeds. But I just think Son is the superior FPL asset and he has been for most of the season. So I would just get the Son transfer done and then you can focus your transfers elsewhere next week. Because if you keep Sterling, you're going to have question marks again. Do you keep him for the double game week or do you sell him? Again, you're probably going to be asking yourself the same question next week. Do I sell Sterling for Son for the double? Because Son's more secure for minutes. So I would just get that done this week and you can focus on something else next week. Question from FPL Adams. Is a triple up on Arsenal attackers a viable option with the players being Saka, Odegaard and Inketia? So I don't like this because... There's lots of good midfielders at the moment, so I wouldn't like having two Arsenal midfielders taking up two of those spots. I think Saka's by far and away the best option. Looks like he's going to stay on penalties now as well. So Saka would be my only pick from the Arsenal midfield. I know a lot of people are on Nketiah and quite a few more are buying him again this week. I just I just don't like it because of Lacazette. Who knows if Nketiah has a poor performance, Lacazette can come straight back in for the next game. So I think for me, it's Saka only from the Arsenal attack and use the other spots on, you know, City, Liverpool, you know, maybe Aston Villa now as well. There's there's plenty of other options out there as well that I think are better than Arsenal assets aside from Saka. Questions from Mark Cobb. Would you consider Zaha? He's playing a terrible defence in Southampton next, followed by another poor defence in Watford, followed by a decent double game week 37. So yeah, Zaha is very much on my radar. I'm pretty sure he'll be in my free hit 37 when they do have that pretty tasty double game week. And I think if even if you don't have free hits left, he's a good differential for the final few weeks of the season. Whether you're winning your mini league or whether you're chasing, I don't think it matters too much. I just think Zaha has passed the eye test in recent game weeks and he's got the fixtures as well. Southampton, Watford, good double game week. And I even like Manchester United in 38 for Zaha. We know the history there. He's always got a point to prove when he plays against his former team. So I do like Zaha for the final few game weeks. Question from FPL Sam. Who are the best Broja replacements? I need a striker for bench boost 36. So yeah, covered this on Tuesday. If you're looking for a striker for bench boost 36, obviously if you've got some cash or you can make it work, I think Watkins is probably the best option now. Richarlison is a close second. And then you're down to the doldrums of your Pookies, your Emmanuel Dennis, who I don't love, Inketia, rotation worries, and Ivan Tony. I like Ivan Tony as much as Pookie, Dennis, or Inketia because he's got four good fixtures and you know he's going to play and he's got those penalties as well. So Watkins and Richarlison, if you can make it work financially. And if not, I'd be inclined to go Tony over the double game week options. Final question is from Mustafa. Would it be safe to double up on the Man City and Liverpool defenders? Ab- absolutely. I think it's completely viable and it might even be the optimal way to play the end of the season. You go Cancelo, Laporte and you go Trent and Robertson and then you decide whether you want to play four at the back or five at the back. If you're going five at the back, you probably add maybe an, an Alonso now who's looking pretty good. But there's other options out there as well at cheaper prices. Matty Cash, for example. So yeah, I think double City defence and double Liverpool defence is the way to go. I've got Trenton Robertson, I've got Cancelo, and I'm pretty sure I'll be adding Laporte for double gaming 36 as well. 
Moving on now to captaincy and transfers for the weekend. Captaincy, first of all, I put a poll on Twitter yesterday. I put the four best options, in my opinion, in the poll. De Bruyne, who plays Leeds. Kane and Son, who play Leicester. And Salah, who has the early kickoff against Newcastle. 6,500 votes returned. Harry Kane just about came out on top, 32%. Salah got 30%. De Bruyne was third with 21% and Son came fourth with 15%. So quite a close poll overall. No runaway leader and none of the four got you know tiny votes either. So for me, it is between Kane and Salah, the two leaders of the captaincy poll. I've been on Harry Kane all week and I'm just going to see how I feel Saturday morning. I'll give it some more thought tonight. But... The closer the weekend gets, the more I want to switch from Kane to Salah, just because it is Salah. He plays for a better team. I do think the Newcastle fixture could be a potential banana skin for Liverpool. Newcastle has been very impressive recently, and I think Tottenham do have the better fixture because Leicester are going to rotate. So it's Salah plays for the better team, but Kane, I think, has the better fixture this weekend. So it is a close call on Kane at the moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty split. I'm probably 50-50 now on that decision. So Kane at the moment, but don't be surprised if you see Salah captain when I reveal my team tomorrow morning. Also, I'm just going to keep an eye close to the deadline. We often get you know, snippets of Liverpool team news. You know, I think Salah will start anyway, but it's always nice just to have that bit of confirmation. If it is 10 or 15 minutes before the deadline, if a team comes through and Salah's in it, it just gives you that little bit more confidence to go ahead and captain him. But again, it's, it's that whole thing, never captain in the early kickoff. It, I usually, it doesn't usually come into my thinking, but uh, I think for all of us, you don't want to have a, a captaincy blank early on a Saturday and then have to look at a more than likely a red arrow all weekend. So, yeah, I think I'm going to, usually when it comes down to it, it comes to fixtures for me. I do think Kane has the better fixture. Also, Spurs have had the week off and Liverpool have been busy with Champions League, so Spurs should be fresh. Leicester will be tired. So I think I will probably end up on Harry Kane. The other options, De Bruyne, if you have him, I think is a fantastic option. I expect him to start as well. And Son, who I don't own, I think is right up there, just as good an option as Harry Kane. Alternatives, Ronaldo, if you have him, I think is is okay against Brentford. Saka against West Ham. Always just a little bit scary to captain a player after them having a yellow flag. Even though the, the comments were positive from Arteta, you can never be 100% sure that he's going to be in that starting eleven. So that would be just enough to put me off Saka, especially when there's other options with good fixtures. If you're holding on to your Chelsea assets, good fixture against Everton, but quite hard to captain them after the midweek and the rotation fears. And if you're bringing in Coutinho, if you want to be different, captain against Norwich is not a crazy idea. The same could be said for Ollie Watkins if you're going there. So yeah, I think for me, Kane, Salah and De Bruyne are probably the standout options this week. Son, Son's right up there as well. So Kane and Salah for me, most likely Kane. In terms of transfers, I've got one free transfer. I was hoping to get positive news on Saka, and we have, because I want to bank my transfer. So my plan all week was if Saka was okay, I'll bank my transfer. I am looking a bit weak on my bench. I've got Fabian Scher, who plays Liverpool, so I don't really want him to have to come in. And then I've got the two 4.5 million Leeds strikers. So I really need, in particular, Rhys James and Mason Mount to start for Chelsea. Otherwise, Fabian Scher will be coming in. I think the rest of my starting eleven should be okay. The transfers that I was considering... I was considering Reese James to Laporte or Manny Cash. 
If I was going Matty Cash, I could have done Ward Prowse to Coutinho, but it would have been a minus four. Very hard to sell Ward Prowse after what he did for me last game week, so I'll probably stick with him for another game week and then maybe sell him for a double game week player in 36. Phil Foden was on my mind as well, possibly for Ward Prowse, but do have concerns that Foden could be on the bench again. And also Marcus Alonso was under consideration as well, but when in doubt... I tend to do now, and that's how I feel this week. There's quite a few different directions I could take. Really not feeling strongly about any of them, so I'm just going to bank the transfer, hope my 11 will start. I don't even mind if I get a red arrow this week. I think having two frees for 36 will allow me to be a lot more aggressive. In particular, I've only got Cancelo from City at the moment. If I have two frees next week, it's much easier to get two more Man City players, maybe a Laporte and a Foden or even De Bruyne, if I can somehow manufacture it. So, going to bank the transfer this week to be more flexible for the double game week. Best of luck for Game Week 35, folks. Enjoy the games and enjoy your weekend. I'll be back next week to preview the big double Game Week 36. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Wishing you all green arrows this weekend. The Athletic.